Hey everybody, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best ever in reality television, recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. I was just saying before we started recording that I want to get better at small talk, and Mike just looked at me and went like, well, what do you want to say? <laughs> well, what do you, yeah, what do, I don't know. I don't know, like, I guess we see each other. We How was day. your day? You it's, know, it's... No, well, our guest is... That's and I already just did that. You you missed out. Well, you weren't recording, so now I'm trying to. <laughs> Didn't even really happen. Um, so I guess just uh, quickly some housekeeping: rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends who don't suck. Uh, you can watch along with us on Hulu if you feel like seeing the same commercials and over over and over, or you can watch it on Tubi TV, which has limited commercials. And I'm just gonna ride that till the wheels fall off uh not gonna lie i think there's only one commercial before the episode and, like, and then maybe that's it. every once in a while yeah. too and you get the rest i, it's I nice. like have been tweeting at them so like let's also start all like five of you that listen we'll start a campaign <laughs> to uh get to be tv as the sponsor yes. so uh to be or not to be enough um so on that note <laughs> On that note, I'd like to tee it up to introduce our very special guest, host of the Smush Room podcast. We have Troy McEady with us. Hi, how are you guys? We're we're doing good. How are yes, you? we are. Trying to work out <laughs> some small talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited. I'm really, really, really excited about this, about what we're doing today. We're so excited to have you. So just a little background on my end about how I found you. One of my best friends who will be on next week's episode uh, was tweeting about how much she loves your podcast and the concept. And I was like, I need to find this person, bring them (laughs) on my podcast. And I wrote, I listened to your podcast, loved it, wrote you. And you were like, as a matter of fact, I'm watching Flavor of Love right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's like at any given moment, Flav is somewhere in my life. Yeah. Um, I was like, I would absolutely adore talking about this. First of all, I have a really weird, sick obsession with him because I think that he's like this weird, like idiot savant. Yes. Um, He's like a genius. I think nobody knows that. Right. Um, So you did an episode, uh, episode 10 of The Smush Room is about Flav and Brigitte. Uh, I learned, like I, I mentioned to you before we hopped on, I... I learned a lot. Uh, I was listening to the Brigitte and RuPaul song right before you. I listened. I listened. I paused it because he actually, I remember Troy, in your episode, I think you said, pause it right now and go watch it on YouTube. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I was that like, makes me feel so happy. I love like I never know if people actually like no, you don't get it. I know I say this all the time. I'm not gaslighting. Like this video, you have to see it. It is so. Hold on. I, Who would have thought that she could sing too? Can I know. she though? Yeah, no, she RuPaul goes, is kind of carrying that song. Yeah, but she goes like that, like light, high pitch voice that I guess was very popular. It seemed more in like the '90s, almost dancish. Yeah, it's like a it's like a high pitch, whispery, seductive thing that she's doing. Yeah. So for those who for those who haven't listened to the episode of Smushroom about this yet, uh, stop what you're doing right now and uh, search in YouTube RuPaul and Brigitte Nielsen. You're no lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh my 
my god, they are smacked out of their minds. It is Just beyond. Smacked. It's like, beyond. I mean, honestly, watch that and include like just keep going and watch all of Brigitte's like live performances and like music videos because in Europe, your girl is kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. It's it, it it it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Now is she Brigitte Nielsen? What is that German? Oh, where is she from, man? It's been so long. Um, or is it maybe like Scandinavian? I mean, she's tall, blonde, like you figure. I know she's Nord. She's okay. So she is Danish. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yes. But I know that she also speaks a buttload of languages. So yeah, she's really smart. But also, so I loved. Um, you brought up a couple things during the course of your episode that are recurring themes in our podcast, at least that I'm always yelling about. And it's that Flav is like, there's some, he's like a layered kind of person. So there are like some impressive, you know, deep sides to him, but there's Mm -hmm. also kind of like a dark, violent kind of Mm -hmm. side to him. See that I didn't, because I learned that more from listening to your show is, you know, I can't, I maybe watch Surreal Life when it first came on and we were like younger you know obviously watched it once i don't recall him being as necessarily you know like crazy or mean but then like i said i don't remember much but i you know as he was explaining it does kind of make sense more when you're watching this where he's more like the how the hell do i say it not heartfelt but like lighter kind of like let's have fun haha you know as opposed to surreal life where it's like wow they're really drunk and yeah Yeah, like it's weird because he comes from like obviously you know as far as his reality tv world he comes from that surreal life world where at that time it was like vh1 and all these networks and like this like celebrity uh time period these producers would just slap this like you know they would just put sound effects and wacky noises behind people who were just like struggling with like depression and addiction and rage issues and like i mean these are people who were seriously you could take the cast of um sober house and place them in the surreal house surreal life house and it would be a lot of the same people absolutely with like you know slipping on a banana peel noises behind them (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's really wild you shouldn't laugh right but you're you're so right because i did love i did love dr drew's like celebrity like sober house whatever and you're right it is a lot there's a decent amount of overlap yeah it's pretty crazy so like Flav is uh he's the product of that time period where like we all just ignored all of this really scary problematic stuff about him um just because he was funny and and VH1 made us think that he was like this funny guy which like you said is very layered because he is funny and charming Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways Right, there's a couple of moments throughout the show where, like, he'll say some really heartfelt things to the women, and not just necessarily romantic, but like, you know, if they're if they express that they're hurt about, you know, Smiley said about a past relationship, and when Red Oyster's father may or may not have gotten into a car accident, you know, like he is in those moments like a very real deep person but then there are also those moments where he literally refers to these women as objects yeah and (laughs) tells them that like he makes the just like is this the one is this the episode where he says like oh you're not allowed to leave oh yes that's where he's like oh you're not leaving we're leaving and it was just i don't know oh yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i didn't dismiss you yeah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, ooh, 
that made me uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) And I also did love the being Bobby Brown comparison. Yeah, I mean, it is. Oh my god, I forgot that I said that. I I know. We just we just went back and listened. It's it is so spot on. Thank you. Yeah, he. uh, It's funny because Flav is like, um, he's interesting because he. It's like his whole sort of career as a reality star. Uh, was based on the fact that the network was like, you know, if you stay sober, like, we'll keep rewarding you with these shows, but you yeah. have to be sober. But at the same, it's like, he, like, wasn't sober. No. It doesn't seem like he no, ever is. not at all. No, not at all. It's like, I almost feel like they were just doing that to kind of cover their asses, maybe, or something. Right, well, like, maybe if it's, like, if you're, you know, because I feel like he may have been, like, high a decent amount, like, like uh, not, like, real drug high like he like he was smoking weed yeah at least yeah. for a decent amount so maybe it was like well that's not so bad yeah. or if he's like you know having some champagne and stuff or at least like basically i think if it's out of their eye line and he's not visibly like you know being a mess yeah yeah like, for well, sure a different like a a different kind of mess than he is he's definitely on something it's you know, we'll get into it with some of these scenes, but there's so many times where it seems like he's in the middle of a sentence or saying something, and he just kind of has that glassy-eyed look where he's kind of looking around, looking at them, or before he says something, like, it's just really awkward. And I don't know if, you know, that could just be TV show awkwardness, yeah. but a lot of the time it seems like, you know, there was one time he's looking at the clocks and he's smoking something and they won't show his hand. Oh, he's always it's always a black and mild, though. But that's, oh, that's what you were saying. It is a yeah. black and mild. Well, is it a black and mild that's well, rolled up with something? Or, yeah. <laughs> Imagine re-wrapping and reattaching a black and mild. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I know people, they used to be, they gut it with the tip still on it and then just stuff it. God. I don't what, know. Kind of, what kind of circle were you in? There was, <laughs> I know some talented people, I guess. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, well, you know, you never know. Uh, so I guess let's get into this week's episode. Uh, I just want to start out with some recurring themes I noticed, which are, Slut shaming. I'm not trying to say this, but I'm going to say it. And <laughs> some of the most iconic memes that have come out of this fucking show. I mean, you guys couldn't have chosen a better episode for me to. I was this like, worked out so perfect. <laughs> oh my god! When I saw New York, just like the minute I saw her with her hands folded on the bed, I almost fell out of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> she is just a joy. She a really joy is. Uh, watching this though really does make you sit there and realize like she might be the greatest reality television star of all time i I think we've speculated this before but i feel like this is the episode where they were like oh this girl needs her own she's gold she She is gold she's gold she is tv gold (laughs) she really is and it's like knowing that because you do you remember a few years ago when it came out like i remember like some headshots of hers got leaked onto the internet where she had like natural hair and she was like tiffany like pre-new no. york really oh, yeah like some old like regular headshots natural hair like a, oh, a, just a gal God. looking for a, a you know a reoccurring role on law and order as like a, a coffee girl or something you know wow um, i did not I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this, googling is going on at this I'm, moment. I'm totally googling it well nothing's coming up but we can we oh can that's something we're gonna later. find yeah but literally like you know i it. can't imagine new york i literally picture her coming out of sister patterson's womb with a cigarette and like long like just extensions like i yeah. just picture her 
But I will cherish a man one day. Right, I will, right. I will bring peace into his home. I just wonder, like, you know, obviously New York is, like, so aware of how to, like, make a scene entertaining. And she's so good on camera. And it's, like, I feel like the reason she was always so good at being on TV is because she came into it knowing... Like, she had this idea of, like, the character that she wanted to kind of portray yeah. on TV. Well, like, it's, it's wild. It's funny you say that because I noticed an inconsistency in her personal character arc, Uh-oh. which is proof that she has gotten better at being on TV over time. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I remember, I think it was from New York Goes to Work or New York Goes to Hollywood, is that she fucking hates animals, right? That was, like, Mm -hmm. her thing, that she would be, like, irrationally afraid. I just saw some video come across my Twitter timeline the other day of her, like, being, like, working at a doggy daycare and, like, literally, like, running away from dogs. Which is surprising with this episode That's what what I'm saying is, like, so I came into this being like, oh, my God, he brought New York to a nature park. She's going to lose her mind. But she is... You know, letting the giraffes eat out of her hand, like it's no oh, the problem. Rhinos. And I'm like, she oh my god, giraffes. you decided it would be more interesting to be afraid of animals, so you did it. That's fucking brilliant. She's brilliant, dude. Like it's we don't we've never deserved her. We still don't. Huh. Not once, not ever. <laughs> we we will never deserve her. No. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be the title. Wait, we of don't the episode. Her. We don't deserve New York. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, I don't know. Mike, do you want to get into it? Yeah, we can start this up. We're on episode seven of season one, episode titled Flav's Trippin'. Uh, so, it pretty much starts off in the morning. Flav going on saying there's four left. And speaking of our girl, it starts off with our girl, New York. Well, I was going to say first, Uh-oh. before you get there, that like I did not remember Goldie lasting this long. Really? <laughs> I did not. That's surprising. That's like one of the few things I do remember. Really? Yeah. No, I oh, knew no. she made it far, but like, that's why, like, going into this episode that we have watched, you know, in the past and everything, you know who goes home and when oh, because well, yeah. of iconic I mean, moments I knew, that are obviously, coming. And... But like, I just, if I were to think back on the show prior to having watched it now, I didn't remember Goldie lasting this long. Yeah. But I guess because the rest of the girls were just so full of shit. But anyway, New York feels triumphant, thinks she is definitely in the lead (laughs) this is when she goes on this fucking rant about the remaining girls now yeah she's going off do i like pumpkin no do i respect pumpkin no does pumpkin still need a facelift uh yeah (laughs) oh at first i thought i forgot that's what she said i thought it was you right now i was like oh my god God, no pumpkin's hilarious no i think i was like girl go in no, no, I was, I, that was like, not me. Damn. No, believe me, I love Pumpkin because H- Pumpkin also is responsible for one right. of the best lines in Charm School, like, which is, your, your actions were whore-like. <laughs> or that'll probably down, be the title at that time. And yeah. then jump back in. <laughs> About to say, it ain't Halloween, but you're carving up a pumpkin, my God. I don't, I don't know. So then she calls Hoops um, an undercover lesbian. <laughs> an idiot That's not problematic or anything no, no not at all but i mean honestly in the scheme of what else has been said in this show that you could not say on tv anymore uh Might not this, be is that like, bad, actually. this is like a five um, yeah very true and i feel like she's only now just decided that because the numbers have been lowered and she's like looked at her arms like hoops like, doesn't she's like wow she looks lesbian vibes i don't me. think so at all she but, looks very tomboyish, kind of, which doesn't necessarily I mean, correlate with being an undercover you know. lesbian. 
but she just looks under, athletic. She's an undercover lesbian, an idiot, and a liar, according to New York, not to me. <laughs> I did find that I disliked Hoops in a, in a rewatch as much as I disliked her when I was like 12. Okay, good. How dare you? I well, that's Mike's. Mike's I love, love hoops. Her, so. You do? Oh, I I love hoops. Oh yeah. He's, he's as we say every week. He's committed to mixed women. That is his. Yes, I am. <laughs> Just his that goal, is my thing. That's what ministry. I'm here for. It is what it is. Uh, uh, Goldie, she says, is a plus size, loud woman, but will slightly acknowledge her. She says no. That was the thing I I wrote in my notes. I said she likes Goldie, but she says it in a kind of passive way. Mm-hmm. I I think because it's like if you you can't think, hate Goldie. She, even she New York is New York is a bitch, but I don't mean that in like a she's not like a heartless monster. Like I think it's genuinely no. impossible. Like if you dislike Goldie, there's something wrong with you. Like, exactly. You can be irritated by her because there's this great scene as she's saying this. Where Goldie is like walking around and like humming and whatever, and New York is just looking at her, just like, bitch, shut up. Like just, <laughs> just in her face. But like, you know, I think even she is, she's not so much of a she's not so detached from her emotions that she like can't think that Goldie well, is like a decent person. I feel like when it comes to Goldie, she kind of leaves her New York character a little. Like she's like, damn, she's so nice. Like I can't go yeah. off the way I typically would. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, she, like you can't hate Goldie. Goldie's like the night you I, watch the show and you go, damn, like she seems like one of the nicest, most genuine people ever just in life. I want to be her friend so bad. Exactly. But it makes it even funnier. Like again, another thing that I forgot in the rewatch is like, that New York is occasionally nice. And yes. it makes yes. this even funnier when she's mean because she's so <laughs> unapologetically mean to them without right. any, like, she has no regard for their feelings usually. No. So when she's like nice to them randomly, it's so like uncomfortable. It makes um, it even funnier. In that scene, she has, it is something she has later with Goldie. It's like very funny to like watch her like compliment her and then immediately cut her down. But you can tell the way she's cutting her down is with a tone of. Of like I'm saying this as your friend, and it's like, yes. what are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Also, uh, 2000s fashion corner, as I tend to do. Pumpkin is in a turquoise velour sweatsuit, oh and my Boots God. is in a lace trim cami with denim cuffed capris. Here's the thing: if Wet Seal wasn't a sponsor for this show, I don't. I, then <laughs> everything I know is wrong. <laughs> hey, listen, Charlotte Russe is uh, coming back with a vengeance. I will now seek them out because I would not have survived the late 2000s without them. I mean, what girl would have? I mean, honestly, they were the only store in existence from for like a nine year period. I just, it's so, they're so important. Like, especially because I was going to school in like upstate New York where there weren't really a lot of options like fashion wise. Yeah. So yeah, no, Charlotte Russe and Wet Seal and yes. Garage. Garage was bougie. That's how you know. I think I, I know what know. that is. Was I, that I, in I was Jersey? Say, this is no garage has made its way if you can't if you can't tell i i have no fashion sense no, whatsoever no, <laughs> I, I wear like yeah i'm in like t-shirts right sweatpants or hoodies. guns and roses t-shirt and black basketball well they are u.s polo yeah the not like an actual team but polo they're not the knockoff US, I, love the US polo. Polo. I love i is it the one with the it's like the guy that's kind of holding the mallet like he looks like yeah he's, like guy. he's winding yeah. up a shot yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's U.S. Polo. I'm where they're good brand. Uh, 
Their so, shirts are a little snug, but Jesus. Um, also kind of semi-fashion related. Flav is pulling a cane from his cane case of I tried He's to count. So it many. was literally between it was like around 40. You canes. actually paused it to try to count. I tried. Oh my god. I, I just looked count. and went like, all right, I'm gonna continue. It's on. like 40 of them. I have to tell you, I completely forgot how much Flav um fetishizes like old school pimp. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of that in this episode. He really leans into like Atlantic that City. Was also kind of the time. That was also kind of the <laughs> time though. Like I feel like this was the same era where like Snoop Dogg was like really re-embracing that mm-hmm. thing. Like it was like the weird intersection where it was like, and I bring this up later in relation to Flav's outfit. I like I'll get to it later. But like it's that intersection of when men were like hyper like straight dudes were like hyper machismo but yes. then also decided to like buck the gender norms and start wearing pink oh my god you just said a mouthful <laughs> <laughs> like right though like it was it's like true. you know you were either in like uh remember like cameron had that like whole pink ensemble and then it was like the floodgates opened yes like, every but all the dudes started wearing pink yeah, it's like thank you, Cameron and Kanye, for like allowing us to wear pink. Polo. Right, literally, I remember I sent my I brother. Pink what, polo. Now, let's see, I would have been in tenth grade, so that would have been two thousand five. I told my brother, who was younger than me, I was like, "Wear this pink polo to school on your first day of seventh grade. You're going to be so cool, right?" And pop and the collar like, up, right? And he did, and there might even like, be a picture of it. I don't know. I don't know. Blah blah blah. Like he was like so nervous, and then he comes home from school, and his teacher, who I, I don't want to blow up his spot, but I'm pretty sure he thought she was hot. Like huh. told him, like, "Oh my god, I love your shirt," and he was like, "Okay, the shirt's cool." <laughs> It was revolutionary to be a male wearing pink at that time. It was like an immediate, like, bold. It's like walking around mm-hmm. naked. It was a bold fashion choice. Right? Like, that's how fragile. Like, we complain about fragile masculinity now. Oh, my God. It the was, days when you couldn't wear pink. You literally could not wear pink. <laughs> like, it's, it's so like, true. We've come so far. It's honestly. so true. It'd be so hard to explain this to somebody who was super young. I think we alienate any potential Gen Z audience with <laughs> how dare they wear pink. I'm pressing stop. Right. No, just like be like, when was it not cool to wear pink? Like how embarrassing for you guys. It's like, yeah, I know. Um so- Although at that point they probably would have left by the time they put on the YouTube video of what is it? I'm not a lady or whatever. I'm not uh what is it called? It's no I just closed out of it. It was oh, like you're you're I, no lady. You're, you're no, no lady. lady. <laughs> by that point, Jesus. they'd probably say, you know what? I don't know. Um, so Flav says that the only way you really get to know somebody is to travel with them. Oh, yeah. Troy, do you agree or disagree? <laughs> um, I would say travel and, like, deciding to live with somebody. Those are, like, the two yes. really hardcore. Travel is, is it's intense because you, it's, like, it's vulnerable. Yeah. And your all of your worst insecurities come out because you're, like, vulnerable mm-hmm. and you're stressed and how most how you likely to you're gonna have to you're gonna have to poop in front of them uh, <laughs> not necessarily in front of them but like there's gonna be that point <laughs> it's gonna have to be stated that i have to poop mm-hmm. to a group right right so it's it's it is a true like it is a true colors establishing moment yeah um it's like farting in front of someone right yeah eventually you just gotta let it happen and see how or they sometimes react. or sometimes you just accidentally let it happen while you're sleeping and you have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> like, 
Yep. Hypothetically, can't relate to that at all. Hashtag um, true story. Someone's like, <laughs> hypothetically, I've heard that people that's happened to them. Right. Uh, so yes. New York is mad that. Oh, well, so no. he, oh, sorry. Well, yes. Well, Big Rick shows up with the Flavogram, right. pretty much saying that Hoops and Pumpkin will be going on a trip to Palm Springs with Flav. Uh, so as Sonja's about to say, uh, New York is not happy about this. It ends up they do find out that the next day her and Goldie will be going yeah, on the trip as well. Yeah, but she'd be mad if she was the first two and then the other two went the second day so exactly no matter if she's not involved then she is furious she also brings back one of my favorite lines from episode four which is they're both sluts oh i i also <laughs> had that right yes i still i love the way she says hoops like i literally need to hey, somehow make a hoops is she from coach. pennsylvania originally she's from new york well i thought that was her nickname new maybe she's from new i didn't york. know she was born and raised there no she's from um like rochester i think because the o is similar to like i know you know yeah, my friends like, who went to college in pennsylvania you know no, people but, and they like, always she's said the from, a. Like, western new york which is basically pennsylvania okay you well know this is actually Dutch country it's amazing that you bring that up because i did want to talk to you guys about this and like get your opinion if i'm yes. crazy or not mm-hmm. so new york as you mentioned earlier, sort of through the years, figuring out her identity as a reality star, at the beginning, had this, like, tone that she spoke in that was, like, her interview tone, you know? Like, I don't like that for Flive. And then, yes. like, yeah. oh my god, thank you. sort of transitioned into, yes. like, all these different voices. And now, I, I literally, like, the hair on my arms is raised right now because I <laughs> live for this season one New York voice. Yes, it's the like over-enunciated yes. everything. Just, you don't I swear, anymore. No, and I'm I I forgot how much she did it and how much how like extra that was All the until time. she until like watching this back in like the first couple episodes where she is like like every word is like falling out of her mouth and then as she gets more comfortable in front of the camera she's just like all right here's here's the deal so, right. Yeah. <laughs> No, I love it. I just, I, I mean, she. this is kind of the last of it where she's like, she's still calling her hoops. Hey. And uh, <laughs> they're both sluts. Oh my God. I, the way she says it, though, is the best. It's they're so both sluts. Sluts. <laughs> like, oh, she's just, she's real mad. Should be your, my text message tone. So the girl, I know, it's so good. It'd be uh, hilarious. So, so. The first two girls leave, yes. and Goldie, as much as I love her, not so nice moment in my opinion. No, I think she did fine. She's, she's like, obviously disappointed. So she's jokingly telling the other girls to fall down the stairs. Make me laugh. Make me laugh. Come on. Make fall. me laugh. That's <laughs> funny. Like, That's funny. Really. She's saying like, it. You could see throughout the episode that they are all. They're actually pretty good friends, it seems. No, it, it doesn't seem sounds fake. Like well, this is where a lot of the competition between the friends lasts, which it's like, this is why you guys were idiots for making alliances in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, like you can be friendly, but like don't decide that this is going to be RuPaul's best friend race. Like, yeah. like <laughs> or flavor of friendship, I guess, as Pumpkin says the episode before. Um, it's flavor of love. Not flavor of but, like, friendship. Between this and, like, I her love kind that. of going off on Smiley the week before, like, I was just, I was a little surprised to see this yeah. side of her. <laughs> oh, that's a, it's Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, so the first kind, two sports. ladies go to Palm Springs. Yes. 
And we find out Hoops has never been to a resort, which is understandable, but her spa. I can't believe believe you're so surprised by this. No, because I've, uh, whoever, who are we talking about? We're talking about someone, I can't remember, I apologize, but about that she used to be a model. Oh, it was Meech. Oh, that's what it was. Meech brought up. He said she used to be like a model. She's not a model the way she's never been to a spa, though. Women were models. Yeah, Yeah, but never been to a fingers. Yeah, no, I mean, like, she's definitely, like, pretty enough to have her picture taken for things, but those women are models in, like, the sense that Lala Kent is a model. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. It was Lala Kent. Vanderpump? Vanderpump, Lala. I forget. I wasn't sure if that was Mello's wife. I don't know Lala's last name. No, that's... That's just Lala. Lala. Anthony, I guess. Well, no, I know, I guess, but... (laughs) Uh, no, she... No, she's not a. You can tell because she's so shy and tomboyish. She's not a model like the way. Yeah, I thought he said it was part of those like hip hop magazines or something. I never I googled mean, it. Ma- Shout later, out later for sure. Later for sure. That was like a she, huge industry uh, for these she girls. Put up, she put up a bunch of pictures recently on her Instagram. The real hoops. Speaking of which, natural hair again. Yes, she looks stunning. Yes, I Definitely follow her. Glowed up, but. Yeah, glowed no, up point, she still looked good back then no she didn't that ain't a glow um, up that's a continuous no, no, <laughs> don't listen to anyone hoops uh so flave has his mini flave clock again and Always as we were good. mentioning with the pimp thing and the pink yeah. thing he is in pink sunglasses pink leopard satin pajamas and a pink robe that looks exactly like one i have from victoria's secret He's just like not a human person. Like he's a marionette puppet. I can't believe he's <laughs> <a human. laughs> No, he looks like um That's pretty funny. what's that? What was the the what was it? Little Penny? You mean Penny Hardaway's thing for the Sprite commercials yes! with Chris Rock's voice? Oh, <laughs> come on. He does not look like little Penny. Don't listen Every to her, people. Day She's saying hoops glowed up Every and that he looks like little Penny. No, thank you. From the Gen Z light. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Well, Gen Z knows little Penny. Gen Z does not know Lil Yeah, they Penny. do. Gen Z, Penny Hardaway was a stud when they were in basketball. That's like the heyday of Michael Jordan. Okay, do you know what Gen Z is considered? Like people, well, I'm 31. I would say the generation just before us. After, like 40? That's Gen Z. Oh, who, that's X. My bad. Oh, okay. Oh, Limp um, Biscuit stuff. Anyway. Generation X, Generation Strange. Okay, this is... Talk <laughs> um, oh, shit about me. Um... <laughs> The whiteness jumped out. Um, <laughs> yeah, for those listening, if you haven't been able to tell, I'm very white. Oh my god, I just snorted. I'm, I'm Irish um, and British. I'm sorry. I was gonna say we're about to get into some. Some. I was gonna say it's like very much our our dynamic. I'm right the now. pumpkin of this so, show. So I don't. Understand yes, you are pumpkin of this stuff. show. Well, but we're getting later, to that. But... Uh, so pumpkin acknowledges that he is more excited to see who. Yes. Which is interesting and clearly a sign that she's gonna, the horse gonna jump out. It's gonna yeah. jump back in. Mm-hmm. And I love, I like live for the fact that Pumpkin just leans into being labeled as the show's whore. Oh, like yeah. she's just like, okay, sure. Yeah. She owns it. Like I fucked up TV before, not afraid to do it again. Literally. And like during this moment, because these two are arguably the closest and have been the closest friends in the house up until this point. Yes. And having them go on this together was surprisingly more tense than Goldie and New York. See, we'll we'll get to that. No, because, because it's happening right now. There comes when it comes to the pool. I mean, we'll we're about to go into this whole spot trip. But see, that's I actually disagree. 
I feel like is it competitive? Yes, but I feel like they're actually kind of enjoying themselves doing everything together at the time. They all they seem pretty laid back in the scenes. Obviously, when they go into the interviews, oh, Pumpkin's a little see, different, but now, Hoops is all calm and see, cool. See, now this is because you are a straight man. As a woman, like I watched that tension where they're smiling and trying to be nice to each other. Shit was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable watching But this. we'll get, because I mean, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but when they go in the pool, even he asked about it, Hoops and her, it's actually more Hoops than her with pumpkin but like she says something about like oh well if you choose one of us obviously we want it to be one of us but if it's not like hey that kind of happens but yeah we're kind of yeah no you say that it you, to don't be want us. Mean, you want it to be you want it to of be course you wants it to be yeah. her. all right maybe I don't that's know. I don't, well that that's was what was so weird because it was like how did you think this alliance was gonna go like i said earlier like the three of y'all like aren't gonna be dating flavor like you like pumpkin hoops and goldie are not going to end up dating flave at the end this yes. is a girl next door like what did you well flave can't be on a leash or held down oh, as we know, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. As we and, know. You, and you have to be weary of the girls that are quote gold diggers because well, they're after flave's money yeah i mean there's there's been a number of this season and it's all downhill from here uh i so... mean he does live in a giant mansion in the hills and has a butler so I mean, according <laughs> yeah. to according to hottie who thinks that is actually his house <laughs> i laughed every fucking time i just how stupid could you be like even by 2000 standards i'm pretty sure even me in high school was like this isn't his house i know i and i remember when we watched this people would like like when i would watch this with my friends they're like this is like one of those shows you would watch in like groups you know oh yeah uh there would always be the occasional person like, is that his house? And it's like, are you out? Yeah. He, and that was New York <laughs> house too. He's leopard walls. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like, it's like, no, this is very obvious. Like I'm pretty, oblivious. It's a stage like, I'm pretty um, like innocent when it comes to like naive, when it comes to reality TV stuff. Like, I think I tend to assume a lot more of it is real. Than Cause you get probably. sucked into it. It's the yeah. same as, know, it's the even, same as even, wrestling. Even my dumb ass knows this is not, you know, it's scripted. Actually, is how he just it's, so happens like to have wrestling. a couple rooms with nine beds per room. Yeah, like normal. Like, exactly. Well, who wouldn't? Again, There's an orphanage upstairs. Like, right. <laughs> right. He was uh, like R. Kelly used this as a personal model, like, making this terrible. Joke. He's just so watching sorry. the show. He's like, you know what? I like this idea. Hey, you know what would be great if I also kept fifteen women in a house and wouldn't let you them mean? Leave. Wait, wait, wait. You mean gir- you mean girls? Girls, right? Yeah. Well, they're not women yet. Well, I was gonna say not. Maybe not they're women. not girls, but they're definitely not yet a woman. Not a not a girl, not yet a woman. Yes. <laughs> I also love that. Like, so the so they go to the room. The the women go to the room. They are so excited. Oddly, it's enough, very Pumpkin, nice. Pumpkin's very excited to see a TV. I guess because they've been so far removed. Only um, Flav's allowed to watch. But. I mean, yeah, I know, which is extra R. Kelly about it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, also these women. So, like, I you mentioned before, like, you were so surprised that Hoops and Pumpkin had never kind of done this thing before. They seem both, like, podunk as fuck to me. I agree. Done what before in podunk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was... Oh, I, that was incredible. I'm, I'm just going away to leave. No, so they basically both seem like... Like, they... Like, I don't know how to say this politically correctly. Uh, um, 
They're small town gals. Yes, yeah, small town gals. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know small I mean? town gals don't have a lot of big city experience. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, no, to to find out that Hoops had never before done yoga was not, you know. Well, when she says, "What's yoga?" Me. I want to be like, "Look at you're athletic as hell." You got to be shitting me. And then when you I actually mean, watch them do the yoga, it's like, oh well, clearly it looks like you may have done this before. This killed me because this was like that time in the early 2000s when yoga was like wacky still. Yes. Like yoga meant like chanting, which it still does, but you know what I mean? Like cartoonish. Yeah. Of people being like, hum, and like that being their only representation of like yoga. See, how do you say this? Because during this time, (laughs) during the same time while this was happening, I'm pretty sure while this show was airing, I was like temping like I don't even know what to call it because I was still technically in high school, but I was like more or less temping at my mom's job and she worked for like an international corporation and they had, they were like before companies were starting to do company culture, this was like a company that would bring in a yoga teacher once a week to do it during the same time. So it wasn't like, it was just something you did to decompress. But then again, we're like, I'm at like coast, I'm like peak coastal elite. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm the best, uh, you know, gauge on, you know, what is a normal thing to have known by 2005. No, I think a lot of people at this time did still think that it was like a silly practice that like, yeah, it was like something to parody more so than like to take serious. Yes. Okay. So that's fair. Um, interestingly enough, during the scene, Flav has a Jewish star tattoo. Yo, yeah. that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, okay. It was. It was. I was just, I was confused. I don't know what his. Yeah. You know. And there was something in the middle of it, but I couldn't make it out. It might have just been more of a design. I couldn't really. Maybe. Tell. Holy shit. But anyway, well, that's when we find out. Well, isn't that part of the mudroom? Oh, no, you're right. Because he's no, sleeping. It was in during this. the yoga because they're all dressed. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's. Oddly for yoga. Because I forget his name, but they met the instructor. Obviously, he laughs at the downward dog thing because he's Flav and he's immature. Oh, he's touching all over them. It's fucking That disgusting. was, yes, yeah. I made notes. I said, Hoops is doing very well because she's just flexible. Right. Just she's able natural. to stretch, do whatever. Pumpkin looks a little awkward. But yes, I did, you know, I had to write down, like, Flav ends up going behind kind of both of them at times. And, like, his hands are all over Pumpkin's ass. Ooh. Not that she clearly seems to mind, but, you know, it's kind of whatever. And then he kind of, like, stands behind Hoops and kind of gets up all in there, you know. I forgot the also, and this is, I'm a fool for this, but I also forgot the element of like watching this and being like, which girl can withstand Flav's creepiness the best? So I, as much as I am like genuinely repulsed by the concept, it goes back to this interview that like the producer Mark Cronin said, where it's like these women are kind of Stockholm syndrome. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Where it's like they... And at first, I remember when we recorded the first episode, I was like, that's so weird and, like, gross to say. But, like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, no. Like, they really do have it in their mind. Like, this is the difference between me having a nice meal and me having catered shit out of a tin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So and it's, like, it's gross. Sorry, sorry, it's terrifying. Ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I did. I feel like I listened to whatever podcast he was on when he talked about um, about this show. And, like... The really interesting thing is that it made me view all of these shows in a different light. That, like, not only is it them thinking that this is, like, their claim to fame and, like, what's going to change their life, but also they're trapped in this house. They don't have cell phones. They can't talk to other people. They're isolated from the normal world. So this is their only world. And 
it you know it becomes a thing where they really do in some weird way start to find him attractive and mm-hmm. you yeah. know the the wolf packings makes them think that they do want to win him and yep. you know they like really lean into it and get brainwashed by it I and it's like they depend like, on him i think that this yeah. is the like, first show where like you all where like we as an audience become very aware of it because at least with like the bachelor or the bachelorette it's a group of uh, equally attractive people yeah, more or, less. yeah. or you know it's bad girls club or real world where it's just like a group of people you know who are kind of forced together this is like a very i don't think we had the language for it in the early 2000s but the dynamic of Flav being almost double most of these women's ages and him just being like just objectively unattractive is when i think we all started to look and go what the fuck are people willing to do to be on tv yeah like i mean before this it was just like people on survivor eating bugs and it's like ew gross but like in hindsight like this is like super creepy it's unreal i mean it's like truly unbelievable especially because he's so he's so inappropriate with them and now i think also too because i i assume you're so i we're like early 30s yeah i'm 31 yep so right so when we're all watching this as teenagers being an adult is a nebulous kind of concept right? right like it's like oh these are just older people now that I am somewhere in between the ages of most of the contestants and Flav himself, I am like, this dynamic is fucking repulsive. Yeah. I would die. Like, I, the thought is just so gross. I mean, the way the society was at the time, too, though, it's a little. Well, yeah, obviously, this but... is like super pre Me Too and all that. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. like, this show could never get made today. No. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> like, I, or at the very least, like, not with, I mean, even by the time Rage, well, I was going to say the show can't get made today, but then again, Pauly D is significantly older than most of the women on Double that is Shot at so Love. so true. I forgot that that was I Aaron. forgot. Uh, me too. I literally just remember as I'm saying it out loud. Um, yeah, no, so Pauly hashtag D me and, too. What happened? You said me too. And I was like, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, but like, I forgot that I remember when they announced that this double shot at love was happening. I'm like, watch all these women are going to be in their twenties and Polly D's early forties. And that's going to be fucking weird. And I'm pretty sure they all were. It started. Oh yeah. No, I think it's done. What? Yeah. It started forever though. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, no, I mean, I haven't been keeping up with it, but. I didn't even know it started. I kind of want to see it though. Uh, to wrap this section up on a very on at least like a more on a later note uh let's shout out fashion icon big rick in his <laughs> sleeveless suit jacket oh, tailored yeah. tailored without the sleeves and dress shorts because he's always styling <laughs> i love him so much styling profile and shout out to uh friend of the pod sarah hunt for finding him on twitter so <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. I mean, he he hasn't tweeted anything recently. I hope he's doing okay. But, you know, he's... We love him. Prayers up yeah. to Big Rick. Uh, so they go to the pool after yoga. Love this scene. Uh, do you? Because I was disgusted. Oh, I loved it. I thought... I loved it because everyone around them looks so freaking I mean, awkward. yes. In theory, oh my the god. idea of, like, making old white people uncomfortable is... It's all so heavyset white people. And I was like, how much more, like... <laughs> Uh, but like, if it Racist. was in a different context, could it look? Ugh. 
like obviously like i would look at i would look at that display yeah visibly disgusting yes you know what i mean so like Wait, i don't want to be on the side of old white folks are you is this where they this is where they like have a threesome basically right pretty much uh, yes well this is like well that's the, before the, the shower. threesome before the threesome okay okay because they had like several um moments if you'll if you will oh, uh yeah. <laughs> as a oh, you're right. yep. yeah no this is so the, i literally my two notes for the pool segment are white folks at the pool are mad it's very <laughs> slut shamey I, I wrote could they be racist question mark <laughs> maybe oh, everyone was white and overweight and i do not mean to stereotype well well I'm, a, I'm white and kind of overweight. So. <laughs> well, I'm going to continue this then. So, because this is where Pumpkin starts to get very competitive. It goes in for the kisses and all that fun stuff. But well, Hoops Council gets very slut shamey during this moment. She's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, fuck. I mean, um. That's later. Screw- no, this is during the scene. No, that's during dinner time. Is it? Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. We'll get to that, though. So they go to the spa. This poor customer service. The Mediterranean like, swell, thank you very much. And we all know all is swell at the well. Okay. That's Flav's line, surprisingly, not Mike's. Um, uh, so the customer, <laughs> the well, lady who way. checks them in is like full on customer service laugh where you say the thing is funny, but you're not actually laughing. And you just yeah. have like a dead-eyed smile funny, across. Funny. Like we've all been there, right? Um, Professionalism. Uh, it's the work laugh. So they go into this room and they're painting each other. It's the mud room. The mud room. They're painting each other with different types of mud, which looks like fun objectively, but like is horrifying to watch in the context of Flav and two women in their mid twenties. Well, I have to ask you guys, and I, if you've talked about this already, forgive me, but did you guys seek out pumpkins porn? Uh, she has one no we did not oh wow Can okay we talk for a second uh, uh, please yeah, so let's let's fucking <laughs> do it yeah okay. please yeah go on please <laughs> so pumpkin was on this television show called it's on play it was on playboy in like 2006 it was after this show called okay. uh foursome and okay. it was a reality show because it was like Playboy trying to do this like real world, but for Playboy era kind of thing was happening. Okay. So it was a reality show where four strangers would go into a mansion and they basically would all have sex for like two straight days. And the house is like set up for them to do all these different things like paint with your body. And now we're going to like, I don't know, we're going to have a jello fight in this pool. Like it's like all this weird stuff all over the house. And it's set up for them to have sex with each other. Pumpkin was on an episode, losing my voice as I'm like too, I'm like too enthralled right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too invested. Yes, Pumpkin. no, we appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> she was on an episode with uh, two strangers, but also uh, for any real world heads out there, Dunbar from the real world I, and the challenge. So I Googled that it sounds familiar. and obviously my, my quick search wouldn't come up with anything, but I did VH1 did a list of a glossary of reality TV stars who went on to do porn and pumpkin is on there for with Dunbar. Yeah. It is. Wow. Real to watch these two random reality TV people from different worlds, different networks have sex for like an hour. It was un 
It was so weird. This is like especially hilarious because she came into the show like there's that scene, there's that competition where she is like forced to kind of play with kids and Flav kind of calls her out as like being a little bit cold and whatever. And she's on TV crying going, I work with kids. Like, what does this mean about the future of my career? And it's like, sis. Well, sis. It's her private life. She can do whatever she wants. No, she's absolutely entitled to do whatever she wants. I am not but here, like, believe To be me, that concerned. No, but I'm just saying, like, I don't things. think the fact that you lost, that you got called out as being cold is going to be the thing that ultimately derails your childcare career. Yes. I think it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like the fucking people on several different TV shows in 2006 <laughs> that's going to- And that die. wouldn't even be the first. She said she had sex on a reality television that's show before saying, this. That's what I'm saying, and you know she's fucking Flav in this episode. Most likely. Yeah. If she hasn't already yeah. as well. Well, we'll get to that. But, um, so anyway, they're doing this pain thing, which actually genuinely looks- fun uh then pumpkin is like purposefully trying to make hoops uncomfortable by untying her bathing suit oh let me get this very attractive chick who i think that he's more into naked yeah that's really gonna help my obviously from a strategy that is stupid dumb but also it's kind of gross and iffy in the consent well because she just goes off on it too she takes her top off all of a sudden they're topless she throws it to the side just oh i mean it hey just, they're having oh. a good time not gonna judge but it's not but like although they kind of start mud wrestling but it was weird perspective of like they feel the need to win it it's not as much genuine chemistry you right. know it's like, like this i just isn't, want the trophy right like this isn't this isn't like the bachelor where like you're getting an objectively good looking person in this kind of scenario like you have to do this level of intimacy with flavor fucking Flav. I 100% agree with you because there is like I always make fun of The Bachelor and like I am a part of Bachelor Nation or whatever I hate <laughs> saying that but like um, you know there is a, a level of like at a certain point where the contestants are like I actually believe in this now I really legitimately am attracted to this person I really feel like I could get married and you're like you know what you guys have had you've done everything but have sex on beaches for like three weeks right so i get it you know and they're both hot like i get it so like that's believable but then when you like when you look at moments where like the women are visibly repulsed by him like pumpkin gives him the most revolting looks all the time and i live for it but then she's like i gotta play the game i gotta giggle while he pulls at my fucking bathing suit bottom right oh jesus it's just so gross she really does seem like she's there for the show. Well, that well, like, you, we know she is because she literally was, she did every reality show in the 90s, including one for Playboy. I mean, in the 90s, in the 2000s. Then they work their way to the shower. The poor customer service lady has to come back in and check on them several times, which is terrible. <laughs> she has not paid enough for that shit. I hope she has moved onward and upward professionally. And use that as an opportunity to be like, well, when was a time where you felt like you had to like say something uncomfortable to a customer? <laughs> I always think about like people like her in um, scenes like this on shows that like she has like an IMDb credit as like <laughs> <laughs> she does, she does now. It's like, like lady at the door. 
Right. Like I know that's like a story she like tells people where she's like, they found flavor of love at the spa I was working at. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> go in there and tell them to stop like finger banging each other like <laughs> oh my god he sweet. was tying his pants at the end of it he, he was did uh, he uh, did and they made it a point to make sure that you saw that mm-hmm. oh, oh, it's so gross i'm like imagining what they have somewhere in like the cutting room floor of the of, like viacom studios like oh i know oh my god jesus oh. lord um so after that, well, the best part is Big Rick showing up in a tiny robe. Oh yeah, I shouldn't say I shouldn't Aww. say tiny, but it, Hoops does laugh at him. It says he doesn't even fit like in. to Aww. scale, right? But yeah, yeah, so they go back to the room before dinner. Pumpkin ends up writing a letter because I guess she just feels like she hasn't been able to communicate with him well. Uh, so yeah, we end up getting to dinner time, and then it's I mean it's kind of awkward for Pumpkin because. She says she always has a very hard time understanding what he's saying. Uh, she doesn't understand that oh she says, God. not trying to be prejudiced, I'm but the black lingo. Trying to be Or mm-hmm. where they're from. Or where they're from, which, by the way, Flav is from Queens. Yes. And Hoops is from Detroit. In it's terms so of. In terms of. A-A-B-E dialects, it's not necessarily the same. She could have just said the lingo. But she doesn't fucking know. No, she doesn't. She's stupid. I, I was Googling something about her. Like, I forgot what I was looking up about her. Like, I was looking up Flavor of Love gifs, maybe. And it was like, she's, I, there's a gif of her saying, like, why are black people the only ones allowed to say the N-word? And I was like, oh, no. I forgot the things Pumpkin get worse for you. Oh, yes. God. oh God. So Well, you know she's sitting there praying that she could scream it about something, but that uh so <laughs> not... actually no. Jesus. Maybe, maybe not. She's but uh crazy shit the entire time. I like like just let Tubi take over and like I leaned in and watched like nine episodes, and there's like one moment yes. in the episode come like after this one where she says uh where like her mom comes and she's like she's like when my mom comes, like she's gonna be just as confused as me. Like she doesn't know like how to respond to like people saying rap lingo and stuff. Oh jeez. Like, no, they could have found, I mean, granted, they seem to do a better job of it season two, but they could have found white women who understood black culture better. Wait, you said they do in season two? Buck Wild. Yes. No, I was gonna say okay. like Buck Wild. Make sure is, you no, uh, she's the shit. Talk about yeah. it. Talk about an iconic line that like an iconic line of the week. Well, we're not at the iconic line yes. of the week, but a, a precursor to a future iconic line of the week is when he, when Buck Wild is get, getting eliminated and she is doing her. I think it's when she's getting eliminated, and all of a sudden she snaps out of her black set, and just becomes I, like, a whole white girl. And Flay's like, "I just got one question: Where the hell did your accent go?" Yeah, that moment, and she's like, "Flay, I'd actually like to uh, conference with you really quickly about the." The group of ladies. Right. He's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> uh, he also, speaking of lingo, he claims to have originated I Ain't Mad At You." Yes. It's, uh, like which the song? song? The what? The Tupac song? Isn't it a Tupac He song? did it before. No, oh my God. I mean, I'm when... assuming Flay did it before, like, because of I can't remember what it's from, famous, but I know, but... yeah. No, he, it was way back in the day. Wait, so you're agreeing that he created it? I believe he created it. I could have swore. I'd have to go back because I am a Public Enemy fan. I could have swore it's in a song. 
I would but believe I, that. I, I couldn't tell you which one. I don't believe it. But because um, <laughs> Tupac was mid nineties, they were like late eighties, early nineties. So I forgot that while they're getting ready, which side note again, two thousands fashion corner, uh, pumpkin is in one of those satin camisole, satin cami tops that we oh, all yes. had and thought oh, were lit. Oh, uh, yes. Hoops is in one of those drapey front tops that were very popular in like rap videos. And then it's a bathing skirt. suit. What is she wearing? Like a no, bait? it just was like the style of the top. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Pumpkin is, before they go to dinner, writing a note to Flav about how she really feels. And I assume... Or just I, says, like, hey, Flav, well, I'm gonna I bang forgot, you. I forgot, because I thought that this was when she lets him know that she did other reality shows and, you know, things like that. But no, I feel like it. the note literally must just say, like, I'm trying to fuck. Like, here are the things I'm willing to do to you yeah. right now. These are my limits. Right, exactly. This is my safe word. Um, yeah. Right, exactly. Go back so, to the room. Don't tell the camera. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, Excuse us, not her. Right. So they're eating dinner <laughs> while Pumpkin is obviously very confused about all the the Ebonics going on around her. Flav invites her for a nightcap. Yep. And Hoops is like, wow, this is really awkward. And like goes to get up to leave. And he goes, no, I'm not excusing you. I'm excusing us. Kind of like that. Maybe not as like, I don't know. Dramatic. Dark kind. sounding. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, ooh, <laughs> racist? Wow. <laughs> it was less like black lingo. It was just like less black That's lingo. what it was, yes. It's, it's Flay's black lingo. I, I didn't understand it. I'm sorry. I mean, but during that moment, this is where, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, you start to see that weird controlling side mm-hmm. of Flav. Mm-hmm. That he has to be in control of the scenario. And it's like, oh, yes. And the part you mentioned before about if it goes by who's fucking him. Ooh, wait. Uh, and then she says, I mean, who has sex with him from who? Right. I know. Ooh. She's like, she Damn has to that. like, which I felt like was uh, made me roll my eyes a little bit because it was like. You clearly had no problem swearing when it came to fighting with Brigitte, but now you want to act like you're too No, proper. but she doesn't curse in the interviews. She does. She goes, fuck it. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean. No, but I mean with the Brigitte no, things. In person, very, she does. To me, it felt very calculated in a sense of like, oh, I'm going to prove how much more dignified I am than her. That's why I'm I don't not, like her. Yeah, no, I don't really I don't fuck know. with her either. I don't, I don't, I remember. Because all that stuff is, like, post-produced. It's, it's who she is 100% of the time, to be honest. Like, I think that she likes to act like she's very, you know. Everyone just shitting on my girl. Oh, please. Here's the thing. Okay, she's one of those girls that, like, at this time was girls like her were like rewarded for acting like this where like you could call other women slutty and it was yeah. like, you know what I mean? And it was like, Oh, she's a good Christian girl. Yeah. Cause she thinks that that girl's slutty. Cause she's wearing like a, a, a you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. Yeah. Well, don't forget that they're both sluts. It was absolutely, it was so slut shamey the whole thing, which is like, especially I felt like, I wouldn't have found as sinister if this wasn't like her best friend through the whole show. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It took an extra kind of whatever. 
Um, you don't see any of the nightcap. No. Pumpkin That's just shows up at the room, the kind of best. a flower. It's kind of I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> we see Flav in the morning all like yeah, he's just all excited. Rick, I had a great night. He starts going on gross. and on about it. Fucking gross. Although I, I love think... his we'll get to Big Rick on the next date afterwards. Because well, I love his fake enthusiasm. I love Big Rick. He's I like know. the ultimate I, well, guy. I'm, yeah. I'm like torn between like finding his enthusiasm charming and feeling like a little bit like it's part of the it, show. It comes off a little bit like Steven from Django, except Flav is also black. No. Steven. You, you, didn't, you didn't think it felt a little... Samuel yeah, Jackson's really character? Ask, Come on. Exactly. Yeah, that is also very true. I'm not the right... You're not the person to ask. Are we going to have some white cake? Just the nuance <laughs> of... That's superstar. Hey, everybody. It's Sonia. We're taking a quick break, but in the meantime, I just wanted to talk to you about a couple things on our end. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for listening. We're about to launch Flavor of Love Season 2, all of the fun recaps that come along with that disaster. And in order to do that, we really need your help. One way is by suggesting guests for us. So if you or someone you know loves celeb reality shows and or just reality shows in general and just loves messes and wants to talk about them we would love to have you on so shoot us a message on social media or email us at rewindthelovepod at gmail.com the other way we could really use your help is by being a sponsor or suggesting one or helping us find one in some way shape or form Uh, if you or someone you know has a product or service you want to promote to an audience we will talk about it so again, reach out to us on social media or at rewindthelovepod at gmail.com. Thanks, y'all. And we can't wait to bring you more episodes. Bye. Okay, here we are. We're back from our little break. Okay. Uh, we were just freaking out over a reality show I had totally forgotten called Tool Academy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, so, oh my god, so apparently Rico, I'm also, well, technically I remember that because I'm reading the reality stars who did porn list from VH1, and Rico from I Love New York also did porn, on was also really? on that foursome show. <gasps> no way. I that- am, apparently a lot of the guys from Tool Academy did porn. Wow. Um, several. Surprised they didn't name it Tool Academy. Okay, back to the show. Uh, So the other two ladies, New York and Goldie, are headed to San Diego. San Diego Zoo, specifically. Uh, Well, yes, I was going to make a, was it whale vagina? I've only seen Anchorman like twice. Oh, San Diego. You mean a whale's vagina. Yes. That's not what that means. Agree to disagree. uh, So (laughs) they get there. New York is... Back to my 2000s it. fashion corner. New York is in a bedazzled baby girl tee and oh knee-high boots. God. Belly button ring is flopping around. Pop, right. <laughs> Although the way she runs up even got me annoyed. Yeah, she's like, doing a lot. She's trying to win. Oh. Ronnie Adam was like, yo, if anything, he hates you more because of this. And Goldie is, again, dressed like somebody's auntie. In well, he calls a- her Miss Conservative. I mean, it's. I mean, it don't. He doesn't even say her name. Believe me, that sweater will probably come into fashion again in the next. He didn't even say her. He like looked at her. It's like he forgot her name and he's staring at her boobs. 
And then he's like, oh, you, you. Miss yeah. Conservative. Yeah, she's he literally like, did forget her name. Oh my god, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> I, I, which is hilarious. I thought the whole he point actually of him forgot. giving them nicknames was because he wouldn't remember their names. Exactly. <laughs> you can't even remember the fake weird name. You right. Gave you her. can't even remember the ridiculous nickname you gave this. I girl. know. I can't, I can't say the name, so I'm just gonna tell her she's conservative because she's covering her boobs. Uh, she also speaking of her being conservative, she brings up at this point that whenever I choose to, I step my game up. I'll step my game up. Which is a terrible strategy. <laughs> yeah. So let me step and, it up now at the end of the show. But it's weird though because it's like they're. T- I, I don't. Maybe I'm just like reading too much into it. But I feel like they're talking in code about the moment that they finally get like physical with Flav. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like. Huh. Like she's feeling weird because some of the other girls are moving faster than than her. And I remember, didn't like at the end he had not to jump ahead, but he had said yeah. something of like a. Uh, about her moving slow or like wanting more yeah. affection. Yes. Yeah. Being is, friends. Well, and... we'll get to that a little bit because I was a little bit confused about how this episode kind of ultimately ends up. But yeah, no, I mean, it, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I mean, I think that she realizes, like several of these women realize, realize which is why they're ultimately eliminated, is that I'm never going to be able to go that far with him, which is. If that's yeah. what eliminates me, it is what it is. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I think, like, because she is, doesn't seem like somebody who would ever go that far, even if it was somebody she was objectively attracted to. I agree. Like, it's just, like, and she's, like, on TV. Like, she just seems too grounded to yes. allow herself to lean in that much to this experience. Right. Exactly. Or, for, like, literally for anybody. Like, yeah. For any single person she would be competing for. Like, I don't think she would ever, she would always be exactly 100% who she is on this show. It just yeah. happens to be directed towards somebody who's gross. <laughs> yeah. This is also because they go on this animal safari tour type thing. And like, this is when I kind of notice New York's uh, glitch in the Matrix about her seeming to be fine going on this animal tour. She just seems very yeah. out of it. Goldie seems excited, like when they drive well, yeah, by certain stuff. Like, Except the giraffes, New York. For like loves a normal person, that would be like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Like a normal person who likes animals, that seems like a fun yeah. experience. The only thing there. she seems to like are the giraffes. Yeah. yeah. And they got to feed rhinos, which I am very jealous of. I think that's awesome. Well, this whole thing, like, also Flav is pointing out because, like, the tour guide made the mistake of telling him that, like, the bigger the horn, the more. Uh, God. Well, that's yeah. that's after we get the disgusting Flav eating clips because he uh, says he eats. Uh, like oh my god! Do you understand that I forgot the way Flav eats? I totally understand because I also forgot the way Flav eats. Uh, and as somebody with misophonia, it was a fucking nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare every single time. I think it just has to be for the show in certain instances because there's times where he's eating and he has legit food all over his face (laughs) just added grossness there's one specific moment where he's eating it it looks like a giant um cauliflower steak but i'm not really sure what it was i Uh, think mm -hmm. do you know what i'm talking about where he's eating it's falling out of his mouth and then he takes instead of like chewing it off and letting it fall to the plate like a normal kind of gross person would he takes the fork and digs it off of his face he rips the food off of his face with a fork. <laughs> like an, it's like an early man using a utensil. He's really 
See, I th- I'm thinking it's either that or there's a scene I thought that he had mashed potatoes on his cheeks. <laughs> so maybe it's the fact that. that I don't there know. is more than one scene oh that you God. all are speculating about means it's happening way too often. Yeah. Too much. Too often. For a man who is in his mid 40s, <laughs> learn how to fucking eat. Um, he has like this- 14 children. And there are so many times too where like a they could have done super cuts of other things. Like for example, Hottie saying like, Oh, my money, like I'm here for the money, blah, blah, blah. Th- they decide to finally do a super cut, but it's of Flav eating as loudly as humanly possible, which again, ASMR dream misophonia nightmare. Yes. Very that. Just disgusting. Um, let's see. Well, as you mentioned before, he had the awkward scene of the bigger the horns, better the sex life. Uh, I just really just wrote down. I said, I feel like this date was very awkward. It was very quick. And luckily we get to the point now where it's the hotel room before dinner, which I thought Goldie in New York actually had kind of a nice little bonding moment. Cause they go in and they're looking at everything and they got all excited. They literally just start screaming and jumping surprised. up and down. I note that they got the W hotel. That was like, yeah, it's a big deal. Nice. Kind of fancy. And they go for the chest bump and like miss terribly. I, I don't know if it's because like they don't want to hit boobs or I something. Guess I must have but... missed that. And also as a Oh no, they start never sco- chest bumped yeah. why. They like, literally why? Ha, ha, jump it up and down, jump it up and down, and they go for the chest bump, but I think one of them wasn't ready for it. Probably of course you don't chest if you have big boobs, it probably makes it tough to chest bump. Yeah, I'm gonna say as somebody with big boobs, it does. It's like, a, yeah, that's I what I mean. Yeah. Because you're uh, already having to jump, which is already right. a, if you have big boobs, and then you have to Throw your body against somebody that's a whole thing. No, oh, ouch. <laughs> it hurts just thinking about. Um, unsurprisingly, Goldie does not have experiences in places like this. But I was honestly kind of surprised New York didn't. I yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, New York, for some reason, just strikes me as, like, a girl who, especially at this time in her life, she was, like, way younger. Just, like, associated with, like, wealthy men or, like, perceived wealthy. Yeah, well, like, wealthy by upstate new york standards right yeah speaking from personal experience is not actually that impressive uh (laughs) wealthy like guy that owns a bar or something right like (laughs) well i don't want to tell on myself or yeah let's not get into it yeah let's not get into it uh so also i want to point out i don't know if either of you noticed this but the uh, culturally appropriated flav in a headdress painting made it from the house yeah oh my god yes uh i don't know why they decided to bring it with them it's not really well, that it made great. me feel like they actually just brought them back to the house and we're just fucking around saying they're at the hotel They're no just like, oh, definitely way nicer than anything they had in the house like that room was really objectively very nice yeah uh so new york is saying just casually talking to goldie about the fact that if she doesn't win she won't date again which is i've never heard anything that signifies being 23 years old more in my life insane i know i i love honestly and this is so weird because i just recently listened to um i want to say it was like it would have been last year because it was last season of drag race where new york was on rupaul's podcast and she talked about I've always been under the impression, like, for years that New New York just kind of, like, leaned into being this, like, fatal attraction type woman 
for Flav. Mm-hmm. Like, just being in love with him to the point that she killed him, you know? Right. Um, but she, like, but it was, like, kind of a joke. Like, I always thought it was just, like, her sort of being, like, funny. And, like, when he walks up to her and her, like, giggling and stuff, like, it was funny. But then she said on RuPaul's podcast that she actually, for, like, a short period of time, truly, like, wanted him and was in love with him and physically attracted to him and, like, no sarcasm. I kind of believe it I believe at this it. point. Yeah. Like, by the time she gets ultimately dumped and, you know, and be, gets brought back on the second season, at this point, I think she realizes that she is here to build her own career and that's about it. Yeah. It makes, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you are not used to somebody being, like, I don't know, she, he's probably different than a lot of the other guys she's met. And when you are in your early 20s, different is groundbreaking you know like different is the craziest thing you've ever seen like it's like oh my god maybe this is it like this is my moment and it's like "Eh, no it's not yeah it ended up not being Flav sorry hon ended up super not being Flav which is (laughs) a fucking piece of garbage he is um so as they're getting ready New York is like as I mentioned earlier doing that thing where she's like being friendly but like being very clear that she's trying to cut goldie down she's like complimenting but giving like backhanded compliments right yeah she's like, oh like i'm glad you didn't end up going with that other dress because oh yikes like <laughs> which i mean is especially ballsy given new york has pretty much only worn the same red gown a thousand times really <laughs> like multiple times throughout the show she's worn huh. the same dress uh she does a lot of this again like nothing against plus size women but She's a cute girl, but like, all right, like, I don't know. Was... Yeah, her her judgments of Goldie are like really inappropriate. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's happened. It it had to have. Um, there's one episode where she's like talking about her mustache, and she's like, she's like, she's a, a bigger mustache in flames. Oh my god, it. no, I don't remember. I don't remember that at all. When did that happen? <laughs> oh my god, that might be the reunion. Possibly. I don't know. I don't remember seeing that because I at this point she literally hasn't clocked Goldie at all. Like she's been too busy focused on really like hating Hottie and Pumpkin. <laughs> and, I mean, and completely understandably, like Pumpkin, I feel like if I were locked in a house with her, I would. If I were New York, things would have gone even worse. She's right. like, a little unbearable. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is also when New York breaks out. We're pretty into the episode, but this is this week's iconic line of the week. She's a cute girl, you know, cute next to gorgeous. Gorgeous is going to, you know, devour cute. So uh, in the looks department, I definitely, you know, I've scored too high for her to catch up. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's such a, this is like one of, like I said earlier, like this is that moment where it's like, you can tell the producers were like, oh, we're going to. She's, we're making her happen. Like, yeah. for real, for real. Like, even if, you know, we we know how this ultimately pans out. Most of yeah. us, I'm sure, watching this. I feel uh, like it bought her the other week. Like, this is... Yeah. So good. Like, it's just such a great... It's such a mean, nice line. It's such, like, a... She just is so good at self-producing. Yes. It's wild. Like, you literally put her in a room, and you put a camera in it, and she just gives you what you want she's yeah. what they want yeah and that's why gold. she stayed relevant 
this whole fucking time. Yeah. So they go to dinner. It's a very cute poolside setup. Very nice. Yeah, they set up nice for him. Look up and about, and there's, you know, nice skyline around them and stuff. It's a beautiful night. And Flav greets the girls, and Goldie cannot passionately kiss to save her fucking life. She went all in on it. Like, she can't. No, Meanwhile, like, Flav goes, whoa, Goldie, there. where have you been? Well, obviously, because uh, she, tri- she, like, made more of an effort than, like, kissing she's him finally the cheek, being aggressive. she was doing this yeah. whole time. Like, she, like, sort of tried, but, like, there was no... Goldie hate right here. No, it's not Goldie <laughs> hate. It's, like, an assessment of Goldie... Never just an assessment the of the day. situation, which is like she's just not that into him, which is like a reasonable thing to feel. I feel like that kind of played off a little later. I felt right off the bat, though, it was complete opposite. He also puts his hand in, hands in Goldie's hair, which is... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Just like... Oh, get... Especially because yeah. his hands are like gross little sausage fingers. I... <laughs> like, it would be gr- it would be like frustrating... As a woman of color, like in general, for anybody to do it, but like especially given his hands are, as we said in episode two of the show, like a T zone where it's like dry and greasy <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I love it. So they are chatting, and this is when we get two of two like super iconic gifs from the whole show, which is her kind of. New York kind of like flipping her hair at the table and her eating and just like waving a knife around again, which has happened more than once during the course of the show. Yeah, the knife <laughs> is the best part when they start playing that crazy music and she's watching. <laughs> Although Flav is 100% focused on Goldie. He's especially because when he, she uses that I'm a feed you line or whatever. Which was oh. kind of which he which also is wow problematic in its own right because he's like oh you heavy. look like you can feed me and it's like oh why because she's big he means it sexually uh that is still oh i forgot about bad. that she which side note she fucked up the chicken challenge not she as bad as Hottie. Fr- i mean not as nobody could fuck up as bad as she Hottie, could feed him but like sexually the whole thing is not with chicken. That's this whole time he's been like, "She's my southern woman," and like reciting off a list of southern foods. And it's like, okay, but like she can't fry chicken. And then yeah, like, like you're just assuming that she's like some fucking like Aunt Jemima because she's southern. exactly like, that's what he's doing, right? And she's not that. She just happens to be a heavy woman, a heavier, like a thicker woman from the south. Country yeah. fun, like. Like, <laughs> diverting diverting stereotypes like i don't i don't fucking know. i mean i wrote in my notes i literally wrote goldie has some game she doesn't because doesn't does not how dare you the thing is it it's you're getting tricked lies because she's using her she game is, game no, is trick it's going to look more impressive when up until this point you've kind of fallen into the background it's gonna look more impressive when this would have like this is what most of these other women were doing several episodes ago. i agree but i think she's doing it very smooth i don't agree and i think that it if she was paired she up if she was on this date with hoops or pumpkin she would have fallen flat on her face she the only thing she benefited from is the fact that he is predatory when it comes to new york yeah i get i kind of i feel like i you guys are both right i think that she 
in a really genuine and a, a very like sort of humble and sweet way floundered a bit because she was like fuck I've got to like give him more I need to like be sexy or whatever because Pumpkin's like letting him finger banger and yeah. right you know what I mean so she like it was her version of trying to like lean in and it did seem a little like like too little too late and also not natural for her and it seemed forced but like she's so fucking likable that it was like fine you know what I mean yeah right like it it would have come off as more eye roll worthy if she wasn't so likable right and in comparison to New York who you're watching for a very different reason because you're watching New York just fucking see and it's hilarious watching her be so angry especially over somebody like Flavor Flav but like I don't know like it just Goldie like it just was like this was not she just wasn't the right kind of person for this show and the fact that she made it so long was genuinely impressive like even she's like going oh I think my date went well it's like okay well he was like mostly focused on you the entire time because he hates New York so much yeah like he'd rather pay attention to the girl that he friend zoned all season than pay attention to New York I agree with you. I don't think that this was like the platform for her. I mean, it sucks because, you know, all of these girls were so entertaining in like their yeah. own like unique ways. But this show sort of like gave them this scarlet letter that they were like flavor of love girls. And like, unless they got some spinoff show, they weren't really able to do anything else if, unless they went on like, I love money, you know, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, she was so funny and likable and cool. Like if she was on a different show, I'm like, a, I don't know. I don't know, like a big brother or something, just anything that got to she showcase. She still would have shown for sure. Yeah. Like she would have just like been likable no matter what she was doing. Yeah. We've heard that she does stand up now. I love that for her. I know. It's so it feels so right. Yeah. Um, so he ultimately chooses Goldie for the nightcap, which sends New York into a <laughs> into like a fucking downward spiral. A She's classic like, it's, New York spiral. I just love that, like, it's the the way the editing is done is, like, simultaneously showing, you know, the the pretty PG-rated nightcap and then cut to New York crime. And then <laughs> back to this really sweet kind of, you know, conversation. But, and then to New York calling her fucking country bumpkin with white gravy biscuits. Uh, <laughs> and she's a big girl at that. Right, just, just body shaming like crazy. Oh, going it's on body pretty shaming. Much. Oh, like, but then again, yeah, like the bad. body shaming when you ultimately meet Sister Patterson makes like a ton of sense. Like, yeah, like that's how Sister Patterson talks about people. I don't recall it yet, but I'm excited oh, for the next episode. To I, yeah. I forgot about this until I was reading a little bit today. Oh, yeah, just... Sister Patterson is that entire show. Oh my god, <laughs> talk about an iconic. Talk about an iconic gif, by the way. <laughs> is that one of her like sliding out of sliding the chair? Down the chair. I oh use that God. at least once a week. <laughs> and that is me now currently, as opposed to a time where I was using it at least once a day. Um, <laughs> so the next day. Yes. Well, pretty much yes. The date is over. It's morning time. They're heading home. Flav's getting in the his limo with Big Rick. So it's going, he's like, yo, Rick. My girl Goldie kissed me last night. He's going on. Big Rick's loving it. I love so I love Big Rick. He's all excited for him. He's like, Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. 
yeah. is going on. I love it, yo. Big Rick's the man. No, Big Rick is great. I just, but I, I don't They know get back that. to the house, and uh, I love how Pumpkin actually predicts exactly what is going to happen. She says New York's going to come home, go to her room. Uh, Goldie's going to come in and tell them everything, and they're not going to see New York until elimination, and that's exactly what happens well, wait, to the team. You, before you did that, you forgot that like this is when they make him explain how he feels about all of the girls in the limo. Ah, yes, you're right. Uh, a so little background story on each. You right. said he was impressed by the fact that Goldie kissed him on the mouth, which yep. is a pretty good sign of how things ultimately go. Uh, he says Pumpkin is wild, and I'm glad he leaves it at that. <laughs> oh uh, he says i i don't have exactly what he says about hoops but all i have is the word bodytorially pretty much he's saying that like yes her body is on point but Which, he fair. goes on about how like they do click obviously on the like talking way you know when it goes to as pumpkin would say the black lingo oh, but he also sees like man when she's in like the dress and like high heels whoo like still looks good she is a beautiful girl yeah. with terrible hair at this point in time um yeah. and i think like, her hair look, especially when we get elimination time her hair looks good maybe we should have started talking in high school i don't know you would have been impressed with my mediocrity um, <laughs> uh and just when he comes to new york he's just talking about her being territorial again he is not interested in her at all just not the way all. he says it makes it sound like he kind of is though no he's like she doesn't he want to mess it he likes the saying, fact that she's obsessed with as him. i've been saying from the beginning he likes that she likes him yeah he yeah. feels nothing for her and if anything he's super creeped out by it he's just but it's like super fucking predatory that he keeps her around for that exact reason like if you're not into her let her go do you think he felt that way season two as well i so we haven't watched I haven't watched season two recently. I don't remember anything. And we've from been holding off. Whatsoever. Okay. Okay. Until we edit. So I will come back to that because okay. I'm interested to see now looking back at how he clearly is not interested in her all through season one. I'm really excited to see what that means for season two. Yeah. I recently, maybe like a few months ago, um, my friend and I were like drinking wine at her house and she like put on season two of flavor of love, but it wasn't like enough for me to fully invest in the entire season. But I will mm -hmm. say, I think by season two, he is totally appreciative of understanding of the fact that she is like the heart of the show in a lot of ways. Like she's like the, she's like, well, the pulse she's, help, of the show. she's helping keeping him. He, she's helping to yeah. keep him employed. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he realizes her value. Yes. And what and she he, brings to the show. Yeah. Yeah, he lives for her as like an employee, you know. Ex I yes, mean, exactly. I, yeah, right. Like she's she like shows employee up, he gets of the paid. season, and that's why he puts her up on some kind of pedestal, which is going yeah. to somehow make me even more angry, which I didn't know I was capable of being. Um, well, she says it's the first time she's worried about elimination, which is not true. Yeah. But oh, yes, true. Not true. <laughs> but uh, Goldie goes in and. Her hoops and pumpkins start jumping up and down together and hugging and going nuts. I don't understand why the three musketeers are so excited to see each other. This is a competition. I think it's editing too, though. I feel like we didn't really get to see their friendship too much throughout the season. No, I, I don't doubt that they're friends, but it's like you're not here to make friends. They're not as good of friends as New York and her cigarettes, though. That's true. 
See, I think that uh-huh. this is I think this is classic wolf packing. I think that they are bonding over how much they hate her and they would just want her to see it. I no, I think that they that I mean pretty, by the, yeah. based on the fact that Pumpkin at some point ends up with her hair braided. Like <laughs> I think that they must like her. They must all get along That's pretty funny. a little that bit. Like true. they're all pretty I mean, Pumpkin is ultimately full of shit, but, like, they're all pretty down-to-earth, like, and they all seem like they would be fun people to hang out with. Yeah, I know, I agree with you. I think that they do genuinely like each other, but I think that their bond, you know how sometimes, like, especially when you're, like, in high school, like, your group of friends, you, you get closer to people based on people you don't like. Uh, you mean to this day in my 30s? Yeah, no, I totally... <laughs> you know, in your immature days in middle school or whatever. Right, like no, today. absolutely. Definitely not something I do as an adult. I was not um, into that, but yeah, that's, that's you know, her like, territory. It's like you forget that you're, the thing that you bonded over initially was that you didn't like somebody together. They yeah. Were like, we're the same kind of person. It's like, well, you know, I think that they... Um, that they're I think that they're they're wolf packing a little bit but I do think that they genuinely enjoy each other too yeah no but also it's like when you are forced around a bunch of women like they seem like the most real kind of people of the group of women in that house for absolutely like when your options are like hottie or super (laughs) hot smiley or fucking you know whatever batshit nonsense was going on like of course you're gonna band together with the other people who seem relatively normal yeah for sure uh standing alone new york says that standing alone is her strategy uh this whole time but it's like how well did that actually work for you um i think like being interesting was your strategy yeah. And it worked out great. Like being a solitary figure is not necessarily what kept you here as long as it did. Uh, I agree with that. This is also the moment where we get arguably the most iconic meme of the entire show period. Which is New I York. Would say so. With because it became like a separate like meme meme. Like it it became a thing that people were turning into memes. Which is New York with her sunglasses on, laying on her bed, being like, hurry up, let's go. Yeah. Like, you're right. That became, like, a meme of the, like, of her being a meme. Like. Right. It's like. Like, like, she is basically a walking reaction gif. Yes. Like, this is the one that, like, was, like, a standalone thing. Like, I remember, like, a couple years ago, it made it to one of BuzzFeed's, like, year-end, like, memes of the year like. yes i was gonna say that now that we live in like think piece culture where everything is like worthy of a, an article right you know like that meme is like the meme that people use to describe how memeable new york was right exactly so this is this is the episode that is like this is this is a very significant episode it is okay. i'm so beyond happy that this is the episode that we're <laughs> Which is which is especially funny because the way it worked out where it was originally, it, it worked out so perfect timing wise because originally when I was planning out my schedule, for some reason, this was just a gap and I was going to be like, oh, fuck, like, I guess we'll just do this one, just Mike and I, or Mike and me. And then all of a sudden we're watching it and going, fuck, this episode is really good. And it was like right when, like I said, my friend brought up that you that your show existed and i was like oh my god 
it just worked out timing wise so perfect. So I was so glad that we have not just a guest, but like such a good guest. Oh, thank on, you. Oh my god. On, on this episode. No, because you've no, literally like so informed and dedicated. Right. Informed and dedicated, which is what we appreciate from you know, from our guests. Thank you so much. No, I I live for it. I love when people like I love people who don't think it's weird that I care about things like this so much. You know, like there are people that are like the fact that you talk about this so often, you're in, out of your mind. Yeah, no, I mean, like, this is, we are the, we are the people. Yeah, who, you guys who get, get me. It. Yeah. We are, the couple, <laughs> yeah. we are the couple who at least once a month argue about Backstreet Boys or NSYNC being the better band. So, <laughs> at least once a month. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. This was so much fun. Good, no, good. I mean, we're still going, but Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, that, that wasn't the end of the episode. Oh my god! No, 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 no! Well, no, because oh we're god. getting to elimination time. Well, okay, I was gonna say. Don't, have, don't worry, you're not going time, anywhere. We still have a little bit of time before elimination. Which, okay, so our Mike, you're like semi decent at math. Troy, I don't know how you are at math. Semi decent oh. at math. You're pretty nice. good at math, right? Well, you're better um, than me. So, uh, so pumpkin. I think pumpkin says there's a fifty percent chance that we'll stay together. Seventy five percent chance that it's not going to be the three of them the next day because uh, three there's four. Oh, people that's what it is. And one of the three could go. She says seventy five percent chance. That is not true. Math wise, I don't that know. That triggered if me. So so math so math listeners well she means because there's 75 percent out of 100 no but that's wrong like she's looking at it the wrong way it's like there is a i did the math on this so it was like so basically statistically one of them one of the three of them had to go home mm-hmm. but it was going to be a matter of like what the ultimate result was was going to be 50 percent. no maybe i did fuck this math up I'm like three beers deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel no, like I'm was... triggered by this because I'm. I feel so like she might be right. Math. I'm. I had. I had a, a way because out of four out people, there's head. a chance one of three goes home. No, so I know, but like of the three of them, it was sixty-six. I don't know. Okay, so if hey, world, letting you know, I'm not that right, great if at math. math. People could figure out the odds. <laughs> Or at least that some of them are going to go. Because since at least two of the three are saying, I knew I should have, like, show your work. I should have fucking shown my work in my notes. Well, there's a greater chance that one of the three goes home. That's what New I'm York. saying. Yeah. So she might be right. No, you know she's what a, I was thinking of? It's that, she's a like, cheerleading coach. That they would ultimately make up. She might know. No, I, I don't know what, we should just I don't know what kind of fucking math I was doing. Stupid. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, anyway, let's get so to elimination time. So he seems super time. interested in keeping... Eliminate our math skills. I know, right? But, uh, yes. He seems super interested in keeping Goldie and Pumpkin, which I thought was interesting. Well, based off the dates. Yeah. Since he was all right. in. And seems like he's on the fence about keeping New York in hoops. So... When but, you guys uh, watch the eliminations, do you... Uh, like because i sort of obsessively think about like like my mind starts racing of like who do the producers want him to keep and who does he really want to keep oh yeah like, who do the, you know what i mean like who yeah, no, we, say, we, like, we talk about so like one of our things is at the end we like to ask like do you believe that that person should have gone home do but you we'll, agree with who well we'll yeah. put a pin in that but okay. either way so uh 2000s prom realness elimination uh new york that says funny how you new said york that. oddly say, yeah. new york oddly enough predicts that if 
she doesn't get picked. He's going to have to do this all over again because he's not going to find 20 somebody. New women. Wow, that is so true. I didn't even really take into account she, she actually predicted what proceeds to happen. I wrote that in twice. my notes as well. I said, did she predict a second season? LOL. And a third season. Well, that, that one, I don't, remember, so I don't remember anything. Well, I mean, he doesn't pick her the second so time. So I'm excited about that. So, spoiler alert. Sorry. He Thanks. doesn't pick her the second time. And, you know, now we're... Well, then she gets her own show, which is we're all better yes. for it. So, like, he he blocked a blessing. He tried to block a blessing. Well, <laughs> no, whatever the expression is but about yes. blocking a blessing, it wasn't... It didn't fucking happen. New York got a better show. Um but it's elimination time and he's going around. He kind of says to each girl, he goes, you know, first he goes, hoops, how you doing? She says she's, you know, nervous as hell. But then he's kind of going girl by girl saying little things. Uh, you know. And how pumpkin uses this as her opportunity to throw. I was going to get to that. Yes. Cause she's the last cause Goldie is cause they go to her interview and Goldie says she thinks she has an advantage cause the date went so well. New York says she's doing well, uh, which then led to the prediction of a second season thing. And yeah. then it gets to Pumpkin, and then instead of saying anything, she just calls out New York and says the other three are doing fine, but New York seems to keep herself pretty separated from Which the I don't understand how she thinks that would make a difference. If in... anything, it makes it sound petty, and I would not like it's that. It's not a, again, for the 800th time this week, it's not a friendship competition. Like, she's, this isn't charm school where you're learning to be a better person, where using that in an elimination would make a difference. Ultimately, yeah. he's trying choose one person why would saying oh this one person is trying to differentiate herself from the rest of us be used as a negative yeah fucking dumbass um so anyway she is well do we want to get into elimination now no we might as well uh pumpkin is the first to get chosen which surprising uh, on all actually no btmi about it but like clearly she's got some dick sucking skills to show off like, sure. if she managed to get picked first this week, she must have been doing something right. So, God bless. Maybe she's just the first to put out. Who knows? No, she obviously is. But what I'm saying is, like, what is she doing that is so remarkable that he's like, you, the one who didn't understand a word I was saying at dinner, you are going next Yeah, week. the one who looks at me in fear as I speak. <laughs> You're you're first. Like what? <laughs> you the well, I mean, obviously we know that his creepy ass is like probably gets off on that. I know. Um, oh god. Hoops, uh yes. Hoops gets chosen next. Number two. Kind of surprising also, at least to me. I don't know. I wasn't. I mean, obviously you weren't. Looks wise, <laughs> Flame just looks at her and goes like, "All right, like I'm obviously going to like keep, you're like, the, the hottest best of the one. ones yeah. left." Like, and then New York says that she's obviously a beautiful woman, but when she opens her mouth to talk, that I think he, she said she's dirt, or it's just like dirt comes out. Pretty much, she's just stupid or something. I don't know. That's pretty much what it is. I don't know. She said the word dirt, and I was like, I don't understand this. Uh, Either way. But in, now we get to the battle of who gets of the third. In terms of Lave's descriptions of the two girls, he says New York is a big advocate for herself, which is a very polite way to call her a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And Got he an calls Goldie a friendly ghost. Oh my which God. Which should have been the sign that she was going home. I forgot that he said that. Like, what a weird way to describe somebody as boring. 
See, now it would be weird if he hadn't been friend zoning her since literally the day they all got there. Didn't she also kind of friend zone herself though? So it seems like she's always wanted to be friends with him and not attracted to him. So ultimately he decides to give New York a clock and eliminate Goldie. Yeah. But he, he says a lot of very nice things. So about I'm her. very confused by this because the conversation that we got during the nightcap scene was just kind of flirty and regular. Nowhere in that conversation did we hear anything about, oh, I just see you as a friend, which would have been important to include when you are well, bringing it up during elimination. He, they do that, obviously, for the whole editing technique to keep it kind of you know keep all oh, of us right. who's gonna stay who's gonna go exactly like, it keeps us kind of like you know keep our heads on the swivel as they might say but he said it was later on in the night he's like yeah we went to the room and you know we're doing whatever and he's like then all of a sudden you stop getting all like, touchy nah, feelings well no it sounds like maybe they were kissing because even you see it when they go back to his room when they leave on their own it's just awkward they're kissing and then you get the awkward laugh and it's like you guys don't look comfortable enough where you're a couple it looks like your friends that don't have that spark. But yeah. also, like, you can't, it's she, like when you watch she, TV again, shows. Again, I don't think she'd ones. be like that with anybody. He probably tried the same shit on her that he tries with the rest of these women, and she didn't let him have. She didn't let him like fucking finger blast her into See, oblivion. I don't think it's just that. Yeah. I think they're. I think they're just more friends. It's like when you watch any TV show, and it's like. Oh my god, we're best friends. Like we need to kiss and figure out if like that thing is there, the it factor. And yes. then they do it and they go, "I I felt nothing, you nothing." That's how I feel with them. That's very. They're just such good friends. To think of that, I literally kind of think worst, it's realistic. Which is like, how far will you let me go? Oh, you're barely letting me get to second base. Now this isn't gonna work out. No, because she says she wants to get to know him and be friends. I don't know, Troy. How do you feel about it? I feel like it's actually kind of split down the middle, where it's like a little bit of. You're not going to let me hook up with you, so you're not staying. Like, just so you know. But also, okay. at the same time, like, you're really fucking cool. Like, I really right. like you, and, like, I want to genuinely... Like, I feel like Flav genuinely would hang out with her. Like, yes. he would yes. chill with her like, without, you know, any of this stuff happening. So I do think that, like, it was a little bit of, like, you're really cool. I don't want to, like, be mean to you or embarrass you or, like, have you be here any longer than, you know. And also... It also kind of felt to me like at the very least if you're looking at this like strictly from like a romantic competition kind of perspective is that he saw her decision to you know play the game as too little too late yeah yes for sure where he's like we don't even have because then at that point it's just awkward like they're they're buddies yeah that's a good point and yeah. she's like trying to like be weird and like sexual with him and i don't yeah, think like, he could even do it like fuck your friend like yeah you know it's yeah no that makes sense which he then wraps up by saying like any man that ultimately gets goldie is a lucky man which that line always pisses me off i know like Like, it could have been you but you know know. whatever but they're friends (laughs) uh she says in her talking head interview i think that she was just interested in friendship which i guess is smart Mm -hmm. yeah but is interesting given she one was showing a lot of interest in him this whole episode, but also is that she was shitting on Smiley the week before for doing the same thing. She's like, oh, I just wanted to be his friend. It's like, okay, but you were going in on Smiley the week before for saying that she wanted to maybe just pursue friendship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
mean? What? I don't remember it being about Smiley just pursuing friendship. Well, no, like that was what they were mad at Smiley about, that that she wasn't really there for that. And she's like, oh, well, if you just wanted it, like, I'm telling you, Goldie goes in and goes like, if you just wanted it, like, basically the gist of it is like, if you wanted to just be his friend, then yeah. don't be here. Well, I mean, yes. And it goes back to maybe it's that, like, maybe it's like, it's all fun and games until you have to spend one-on-one time with him. Yeah. It's like, how well do you handle it's a lot easier right. to say smiley handled a hot tub pretty fucking fine well i know but she, <laughs> she's a bit of a sport but it's maybe it's like one of those things like it's it's easy to say oh i'm competing for his love until you literally have to sit face to face with him and be like oh gross yeah. like as you have to like look into his like, eyes everywhere little yeah. eyes and Ugh. you know like oh gross and have him like literally lick your face, not like kiss you, like just lick I, all over your face. I will <laughs> never ever be over him saying, "How long until I can taste the inside of your mouth?" Oh my god! Like, really oh my to- god, that is horrifying. Uh, <laughs> so as they are eliminating her, he. You know, sends her off with love. Well, he says very nice things. Love and kind She's regards. all about, this ain't the last you heard from me. Uh, he, then pours, he then pours champagne on the carpet yes. again. A lot. Ugh, so annoying. <laughs> but then they get to New York's interview here. Like the little side interview thing. And she's just going on and on and on. Well, I didn't have anything about New York's interview. I had something about Goldie's interview, which proves how truly nice she is. That she says in this moment, like, I feel bad for New York because those other girls are going to ice her out. Yeah. Yeah. No, but she said there, she goes, I cherish this man. I love this man. Like, she's going nuts. New York's nuts. And I believe it. I sadly believe it. Like, she really thought that this was it. Yeah, especially at this point, she's like bro. She like her. She's she's broken. Like she has officially drank the Kool Aid. Like at the beginning, maybe, but now it's over with for her. Like she's gone. I. uh, But we're all better for it. Again, the world is better for it. Better for it. So, in terms of the elimination, do you agree with the results? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I guess with the three they have left, especially from like the producer aspect, yeah, it doesn't get much better. And as we said, like he doesn't really have any connection with Goldie outside of the friendship. Like they're definitely really good friends, and like they could kick it and get along. But outside of that, when it comes to like who's he going to choose to be like the winner of love kind of thing, I think it was the right choice. But like, which one does he see himself fucking? And of the four women left. It's almost like they're all, in his mind, fuckable, but for completely different reasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. <laughs> the reason he would fuck each one of them is is wildly different. Right, except he doesn't have a reason to fuck Goldie. Exactly. And of, like, the three, of the three remaining, he has reasons to fuck all of them that are different, but Goldie doesn't fit into that equation. I will say, too, that I think... Gold, like this is like I, I weirdly the perfect time for Goldie to go home because I think somebody like her is so necessary for like the beginning of a reality show when you need somebody to like feel like you're grounded and there's a person there that you can like relate to. She's like the Bethany Frankel kind of of the show. You know? Yes, 
Like, I was actually thinking about that. I was thinking about that time that Ellen was on one season of American Idol as the voice of the people. <laughs> yeah. And like that Goldie is like a better, more realistic version of that. Yeah, she's us in the house watching all this crazy shit happen, you know? Right. Um, but now it's like she's not really we don't need like that narrative anymore. Right. At this point, it just has to be batshit craziness. Yeah, it's time to get truly buck and, like, just everybody go insane. Right. And we can't do that with somebody normal. No. (laughs) No. Somebody who is normal and reasonable, like a a rational human being. You're not meant to be on these shows. You're too normal. Exactly. And that's, that's it. That's all, folks. That's the... That was episode, was it seven? Well, unless you're watching on Tubi and you see the post-credit scene. What was the post-credit scene again? I forgot. They're still at the yoga instructor. And he's like, oh, another thing you can do with your partner. And he sits behind hoops. Oh, yeah. And he, like, squeezes up behind her. And you see her kind of go like, oh, that was weird. Ah, Keep her away from me. She leans to her right, him to the left. And you grab your partner's, like, foot. And even if Flav at one point's like, well, I know I can't do that or something like that. But then he's like, oh, here's another position, which this is like, maybe they do it for the show, but it's a little weird. But like, it's pretty much the instructor lays back and Hoops is laying literally on top of him. And they're both like stretching with like their arms overhead or something. It was really, it seems almost at a pro. I mean, Flav was like, oh yeah, like I want to do that or something. Yeah. But <laughs> it was, it's, it's like, yeah, I can't blame you, but. Oh, I hate it so much. Ooh. What a weird note to end on. But that, that's why they put it in the credits. It's funny. I mean, back right. I know back. Not everything could be hotty failing the entire fucking. Right. Not every scene. Not every uh, closing credit scene can be hotty failing her polygraph test. <laughs> bicycle dings. I love that we still do that. We still have those little. I always love those like two minute clips of like a funny little yes. thing that didn't make it into the show oh yeah i know like as you mentioned before like bravo loves to do that in the middle of a show oh yeah yes i love that like it's like the scene before the last the in-between scene. commercial crap yeah yes. yes no i love that like i live for that but it's just it's like 30 seconds of randomness i know i love it <laughs> so yeah. good. uh hey, did you bring the cheese for the plate no oh my god what were you thinking commercial <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh did you bring the cheese for the plate (laughs) (laughs) this is how you know he only watches a handful of the bravo shows yeah i was really just thinking of shep and southern charm with that one i don't know why it doesn't seem like that's something he would say but i know he's too busy he's too busy arguing with conservatives on twitter i love it um yeah so that's it that's episode seven to wrap up Jesus, what Flav's a mess. Tripping. What a gross yes, episode this was. It was so gross and so fucking delightful. And which I know! One, exactly. Ah, it, yes. It's what makes it good TV. I feel like that's episode. what sums up all of the flavor of love. Gross but delightful. Yes, I 100% agree. <laughs> Not even just flavor of... It describes Flav. Yeah. It you know absolutely, Yeah. I like I mean, that. Like, I mean, like, more gross than delightful, but... And this is more delightful than gross. Either way. But... Yeah, you know what? It's a good. It's all about balance. It is. It's important. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Troy. Tell us about Smushroom and give your pluggables and all that fun stuff. 
All right. Um, I do. I have a podcast called The Smush Room. It's spelled S-M-U-S-H. If you Google it, it's not a word, so it definitely comes up. Yeah. Um, it's the, one of the Branding. first things that pops Branding. up. Branding. Love it. <laughs> skinny girl. Hashtag skinny girl cocktails. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I actually, if you liked listening to this, I did, as we previously mentioned, I did an episode about Brigitte Nielsen and Flav's really weird relationship, which seems mm. like some fake put together reality show bullshit but it was actually it, it was so gross it was so grossly <laughs> genuine it was that is there's no better way to put it it was grossly genuine it made absolutely no sense but it was really intense yes um but yeah so listen to that um uh you can follow me on instagram my podcast instagram is uh smush room pod and uh, on Twitter, I'm at Troy McEady. It's T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y. Um, yeah, I don't know. Smush, like, again, Smush Room is not a word, so just Google the word <laughs> S-M-U-S-H and my podcast just pops up. It's really great. Nice. I know. It's such a it's such a fun podcast and just like a great trip down memory lane for those of us who just pay way too much attention to celebrity gossip. Yes. Like, I love, so, especially, too, because, like, the episode, we were like, okay, let's scope this out. And I was, like, reading through episodes. And, of course, Mike needed to put on the episode about his favorite romantic comedy actor of all time. Who, Hugh Grant? Yeah, Hugh Grant. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's their, that's his boy. Hugh Grant always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, so our info is we are at uh on facebook at rewind the love podcast uh the twitter and instagram is at rewind love pod i am at sonia marie says i'm at mr feeney 519 on twitter and that's it mike you have that's your pretty own, much you it have, you well yeah whole goodbye spiel right i forgot how well, i goes. don't know if it's a spiel but it's a little <laughs> thing i guess well, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, once again, Troy, we'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, you will always get a clock from us. Uh, we want oh, my God, just... I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening again. Unfortunately, our time is up, but we'll catch you here next time on Rewind the Love. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.